Welcome to Season 2 of the Predator Podcast. Here on the Predator Podcast, we will talk about all things predator hunting. If you're a predator hunter or wanting to become one, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Drew, and on this podcast, we will talk with fellow predator hunters all over the United States about the tips and tactics they use to put more fur in the truck. I'd like to give a special shout out to my partner for the Predator Podcast, Dark Knight Outdoors. If you're in the market for a thermal optic or accessory, uh, look no farther than Dark Knight Outdoors. Jamie is second to none. I got a chance to meet him, sit down with him, and he's a great guy, and customer service is off the charts. I would highly recommend it. Uh, if you look at my description below, you will see there's a couple of discount codes there. You can use the code Predator Podcast 23 That'll save you $50 on a thermal optic, and there's also a, a code there for accessories. Check out the link in my description below, and check out Dark Knight Outdoors for your next thermal optic purchase. All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the Predator Podcast, and I have on Christian Barry today, who was on the very first episode of the Predator podcast here uh, a year and a half ago or so, about 20, 25 episodes ago or so. Um, so I'm really excited to get him back on. Uh, we've kind of stayed in touch ever since we uh, recorded the first podcast and uh We've uh, both been getting into the dogs lately, but uh, uh, nonetheless, I'm just excited to have Christian back on tonight. So thanks for joining me today. You betcha, man. I was uh, excited to uh, get on here when you when you asked uh, me to come back. So ready to talk some coyotes. All right, guys. So if you guys are not familiar with Christian, like I said, episode one of season one of the Predator podcast, he came on with me. Um, he's a Wisconsin boy like myself. He lives uh, a little North of me and, uh, he, he has a YouTube channel called Wisconsin Coyote Colin. He has tons and tons of videos on there and he just put out a couple, the last couple days. And I think he got another dog down today that he, uh, got on film. So if you're not familiar with him, you'll have to check that out. Uh, he definitely has some of the best coyote footage i think you know especially in wisconsin i mean i don't know that you're gonna find as much good footage so you'll have to check that out um one thing to christian was sort of like me the past in the past he was not a night hunter not a thermal hunter um and this year he got his first dose uh, of really getting after thermal hunting so we're going to kind of touch on that, talk about that. And I want to kind of pick his brain about what he learned, maybe some things that he likes, don't like, uh, you know, kind of just different stuff like that about somebody who is just started doing it. So we're going to pick his brain, but yeah, Christian, you got some good videos coming out too, don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I put out two this weekend and like I said, broke this dry streak there a couple of weeks, uh, went, I think it was almost four weeks, I think, without killing a daytime coyote, which is probably my longest uh, streak ever, to be honest with you. I've counted a few times. Well, besides maybe like in the middle of summer when I ain't doing it a lot or spring, but definitely my longest streak in the wintertime. Usually I I can count on, you know, probably every year I get maybe a week or two weeks dry spell, but this four week, that one stung a little bit and I was... I was going crazy, but yeah, we, we got three down this weekend and we just shot another one tonight, Tuesday night here. So hopefully, uh, it ramps up from here. (laughs) 
Yeah. Heck yeah. It's like, uh, it's been, it's, as we were talking before this, it's heated up for me. Uh, it's been pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to not want to hunt all the time right now. So being busy is not fun, but yeah, it's, it's right. definitely, yeah. it's definitely picked up yeah. greatly from what it was. Uh, from what I'm seeing here, I, th- I, I gotta believe we're, you know, peak breeding season. I mean, every, all four coyotes, the last three days I shot, as I said, daytime, they, they all come within five minutes or less. It was crank out a hole and they either showed up right away. And then tonight one ripped, ripped off one back and it took about three, four minutes. I did a rabbit and then I jumped to a estrus chirps and here she come bailing out. And it's been out of the four coyotes, three of them were females, believe it or not. So, um, that tells huh. me it's definitely breeding season. Cause typically I don't kill a lot of females. I would say 70% of the coyotes I kill are males. And when you're bringing in females, I think that's a sure sign that it's it's probably breeding season. <laughs> yep. No, uh, I had a good one this morning. Uh, I'll just tell you about it quick and tell everybody about it. Um, I was on stand this morning. Uh, I played, um, you know, long howl, like as, you know, so many of us do to start out. Uh, and I played a pair howl. Um, and then... I played, I want to say I played a pup distress because that's, what's been working for me the last like 10 days has been like just lone owl, pear howl, pup distress and they've been coming. So okay. I change it. Right. So that's what I've been, what I've been doing. Well, so I did that this morning. Um, and I turned off the, the pup distress and I was kind of like, man, this is dead. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on here. This is like one of my better, better spots. Don't hear anything. Don't see any, you know, I'm like, man, this is weird. All of a sudden I could hear like, like something running or like stuff running. Cause we don't have snow. So you got like corn stubble or bean stubble or something. Yep. Yep. So I could like hear running and it was like just over the knoll from me to my left. And I couldn't see really over there. I could see, you know, 40, 50 yards while, um, I could just hear this and I'm thinking, okay, after like probably a minute of this, I'm like, okay, it's not a deer because it, it, if it was a deer, it would have like ran away or whatever. Right. Like this is clearly like, like running around like in circles almost. It sounds like. Yeah. So like, I'm saying to my buddy, I'm like, dude, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah, I hear it. But like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, there's something running right here to my left. Like it's right here and I can't see it, but I'm like, it's there or, or whatever. Well, then right about that time, like, I don't know if anyone's ever heard the, um, if you go on, if you have a lucky duck call and you go under, I think it's like, uh, the, the breed fights and estrus sounds, there's a sound called talking dirty. Okay. Yeah. And if you ever have played that sound or listened to it, like all of a sudden you just hear like this, uh, like kind of a whiny, like like almost like estrus chirps, but like more of like a whiny scream type, like three, four times. Yeah. And my buddy sitting next to me doesn't even react to it. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, dude, that wasn't the call. And he's like, what? I'm like, no, there's coyotes right here. And yeah. didn't, didn't have to make a sound. All of a sudden here they came, two of them. Boom. I dumped the first one. They took off. And they actually ran to like 200, probably 200, 250, started howling. I turned, you know, I, was, I turned pup distress on right away. I think I like accidentally bumped a howl 
And then yeah. I went back to pump the stress and they just came piling right back in and I killed the second one. So it was, it was awesome, but I haven't had that happen too many times. Where you, what, where they take off and then you bring them right back. Just, uh, the whole, like them screech, like it, yeah, I, making what it, was happening yeah. I think what was happening was there was two males and there was a female and I'm guessing those males were getting after that female and yeah. just, you know, happened to be in the right spot. Right. And I had one actually on Sunday, another that I played pair hall, looked up, saw him coming. I mean, just running deadline right at me came to like, came, I saw him at like probably five, 600 yards runs to like 200 stops starts howling and then just finishes howling keeps coming gets to like 140 something i should i should post a video of it um on instagram or facebook or whatever gets like 140 45 yards stops just starts barking and howling and just ripping off right in our face oh that was that was as pissed off as i've seen one yeah in a long time and he just finishes howling and just keeps on coming and I killed him at like a hundred and I probably killed, it was like maybe one twenty, one thirty, whatever, but yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely, definitely doing it right lately and had some cool experiences. It's fun, man. It's the best time of the year for coyote hunting. It'd just be a little bit better if we had some snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For the daytime stuff, it's definitely, it definitely hurts not having snow. Yeah. Right. And, and nighttime you don't need it, but it's still nice to drag them on the snow and, you know, actually, I suppose nighttime is yeah. probably better walking, though. I suppose without snow, you don't got to walk. You know, I guess I, I've been doing it myself a little bit. You don't got to worry about that crunchy snow and breaking through and everything. But it is, yeah, it is better for night without snow. But the dragon yeah. suck because I drug one like a long ways the other day. Um, yeah, if you saw that video of that one that I rolled on the run, three hundred or whatever. Yeah, drag, yeah. I had to drag that sucker so far across corn stubble yeah suck <laughs> oh shit anyways enough of my stories um i just had to share those couple cool things that happened to me the oh, past, sure. this past week yeah um so christian had his first run at the thermal game this year so i'd like to pick your brain and just see kind of what what's your overall you know perspective been on it and what are some things that you maybe have learned or learned the hard way um i mean i i can't say i don't like it i anybody who's gonna listen to this podcast that knows me or has me on facebook they're probably gonna roll their eyes or whatever and and laugh but you know, I, I talk a lot of shit about thermal because I'm, I'm a daytime caller at heart. That's where I started. I've been doing it the last five, six years and I, I love it. I've always talked mad shit to thermal hunters, you know, guys going out and killing all these coyotes and, you know, I'm out trying to do it during the day. And obviously I ain't, you know, I ain't stacking them up like they do at night, but I just really enjoy seeing them in the daytime and watching it all happen under, under the sun, you know, and, Obviously, I I actually technically don't own a thermal. I, I don't own my own. I never went out and I bought my own. It was just a, kind of an opportunity that arose. Um, a farmer gave me some bow hunting permission this year, uh, worked out a deal to do a little work for him, and I could bow hunt the farm. And 
long story short, he introduced me to his brother, which is an old timer. He's like 70 years old. Uh, he kind of went on an impulse buy, went and bought a Pulsar XB50 with a scanner, spent like seven grand. And I guess he went out and tried sighting it in, messed with it, messed with it, and couldn't get it sighted in, couldn't figure it out. And he had been watching my YouTube, you know. Yeah, he was subscribed and watched all my videos and really got a kick out of them and liked them. And he said, you know what? Take this thermal. I can't figure the son of a bitch out. That was his exact words. He goes, here you go. Take it all. Here's the batteries, the chargers, the scanner. I mean, just shoved it right in my face, basically, and said, go kill some coyotes. And he, he said, keep it for a few months, a year, or two years. Do what you want with it. He goes, I ain't putting it to use. It's sitting in the closet. And I thought, well, shit, this, this, don't, <laughs> this don't happen too often where a guy hands you <laughs> seven grand worth of equipment, you know, and I was kind of skeptical to yep. do it. It's like, well, shit, what if something breaks or, you know, them and all this guy, all this money. And so that was back in June. And, you know, of course, right away the first night I had to, break it out in the yard and and start sighting it in and it was pretty easy to sight in got it all ready to go and went out i can't remember exactly the first few times i went out how it went but i killed a few dogs i it was summertime i went out and i i probably killed 10 15 throughout the summer early fall and um it was cool i mean i liked it It, i ain't gonna say thermoid it's very effective there's something cool about it i mean it's crazy how you can turn night into day and and all, all that stuff but um, as I said, I'm a daytimer at heart and I just, I like it. And I've, I've talked a lot of smack, but on the flip side, when I get into a, you know, like a, a dry spell here, middle of the winter where I, I can't call a coyote in to save my ass. And I blame it on all these thermal hunters running around, you know, every night all over the countryside, which whether that's the case or not, I don't think it probably is. We've had a really weird winter this year, hot, high temps, you know, and no snow and, um, you know, I don't know. I, I had to break it out. Obviously I started hunting with it, you know, maybe at least once or twice a week, I would break it out and killing coyotes like crazy, you know, I mean, go out and I, every night I, you know, if I, if I put in the time four or five hours, I, it wouldn't be nothing to see 10 coyotes tonight and kill four or five. And, uh, it's fun. I ain't gonna lie. I, I can't say I've learned a whole lot, I guess to me, it ain't, a ton different. I use the same tactics as daytime. I start out with howls. I I pretty much do everything the same as daytime, other than the fact you can go out and stand right yep. in the middle of a field and you can, you know, you can do it any which way you want and not really have to worry about it. And they're obviously out and about. They're a yep. nocturnal animal. And I just noticed, I mean, they are it's crazy. I mean, like I said, I, I feel like, you know, and I know you said you went through a little bit of a dry spell a couple weeks where you didn't kill a dog and it could be the property could be the land. But like I said, if I go out around here, I, there ain't nothing. I, I personally feel like if I wanted to, if I wanted to go put two, three hours in every night, I could at least kill one for sure. Almost a guarantee, if not two coyotes every single night. And if I want to put in a half night or a full night, I feel like I could damn near, you know, six seven coyotes if i really want and right it's awesome i like i said i can't really talk smack about it. it's cool i understand why guys do it i just i'm a like i said i love daytime hunting and i i talk smack on on the facebook you know keyboard warrior and just talk a little bit of shit but I, it's all in fun you know i'm half serious half not serious but uh you know there's no doubt i'm gonna keep hunting with it here and there and when the guy wants that thermal yeah. back, when he says, you know, I, I want it back, I want doubt I'll probably end up having to bite the bullet and 
probably by a thermal, I, I would think, but yeah, uh, that's kind of how right. I got started and, and, and where I'm at with it right now. I, I, you know, I tell everybody, I think it's almost easy. It, you know, I'm sure in certain parts of the state or country, it might not be. And depending on how heavy hunted it is and where you're at, but I really do. I think it's, it makes it a lot, lot easier. And I think that's why everybody's going to them. You can get them cheap now and everybody and their brother has a thermal, it seems like. I'd like to take a quick second to talk to you guys about Dark Knight Outdoors. As you guys know, Dark Knight Outdoors is partnering with me this year for the podcast, and I couldn't be luckier to have them join me. Just a couple of the things that drew me to Dark Knight Outdoors, uh, they will match match pricing. They don't have any sales tax outside of Illinois, and quick and free shipping, no credit card fees, and you get a free external battery pack with a quality mount to come with your purchase. And not to mention, if you use code PredatorPodcast23 at checkout on a thermal optic, you're going to save $50. So you're basically going to be able to price match uh, to the best price you are able to find and then save $50 uh, on top of that. Also, if you're in the market for accessories, uh, he Jamie has so many different accessories down there, Dark Knight Outdoors. You can also use the code PPACC23. So that's PPACC23 to save 25% off all accessories. So go down to the show description and look at Dark Knight Outdoors website and you'll not be disappointed. Yeah. No, I, I do think a huge, huge part for you though, especially is because you did day hunt for you know, forever, obviously. Like, so you yeah. already were like head and head and shoulders above, in my opinion. Like, I think there's a, I think there's a learning curve just as there, just as there was for, you know, you and I day hunting. I think there is that learning yeah. curve, but you know, so many, so many people nowadays are just starting out night hunting. Like there's no day hunting right, at all right. ever. It's just right. buy a thermal start start coyote hunting. So of course there's a learning curve yeah. there. It's like there was for me yeah. day hunting. Um right, right. One of the one of the things that I still struggle with, um, that I'm getting better at, um, and I still see it happen a lot on you know, stand it with the thermal is guys and myself included, um, I just get you just get caught aiming at an area or at heat or at, you know, and you get runners and you get, you know, misses and odd things like that. Just in, because you, you know, your, your mind tells you there's heat, shoot heat. It's not like you're, it's not like you're, you're not, looking a, through. you're not, I, I know exactly what you're getting at. You're not, I, I, that I'm glad you brought this up because I've, you're putting it, you're pretty much laying it out. Perfect. Because, uh, I've had this a lot. I've I've dropped a pile of them with a thermal and just hammered them and they're dead in a doornail. But there's also been a quite a few that where I shoot them and I'm like, what the hell? He's running away or he's not dying, this and that. I I was right on them. I think you get your mind, like you said, on that heat and you just think to pull the trigger. And and I think that heat yep. kind of broadcast a little bit out from where he really is. You know what I mean? The heat is totally obviously kind of and so now you think you're two inches down, but you're really only an inch down. You pull the trigger and bam. But 
I've noticed I go back on all mine and I watch my videos and I pull them up and it's like, what the hell? I, w- I was aiming right here and I, how'd I hit there? And then you go watch the video and you slow it down and you're like, well, shit, I, you know, I was kind of low on that blob on that heat blob. And yeah, I did. That yep. is where I squeezed the trigger and you hit them bad. I've, there's been plenty of them, man, that I've done that. And I, I, that is kind of crazy. You bring that up. Cause I have that same exact thing where daytime, I mean, it's cut and dry. You're seeing the coyote, you know, right where you're at. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep, and you're aiming for a you know a spot in the hair, and you know something very right. very small that coyote like right. you know because because you can see it so good, um, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly. one of the biggest things for me, and what I think new people starting thermal is like it's it's hard. I mean, I've shot you know I've had a few years worth of experience with thermal, and I still do it at times. Like I've missed, I've missed you know, three or four this year that I feel like in the past, I never would have missed. And if you give me a day gun and give me that shot, like you're kidding a hundred percent of the time. Damn near. Yeah. Yeah. If I miss that thing, I'm walking home. Like I don't mm-hmm. you know. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, that's just an observation I have. And I was curious to see. Oh, dude, you're, you uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Big time, big time, big time. It's, especially when they're when they get out there 100 me i i use the picture in picture like i think a lot of guys do on them pulsars you got the little square with your with your zoom on the top i use yep. that and i don't know why but personally even when they're i would say if they're within 100 i might only hit use the four or the eight power but if they're you know 150 and beyond i i like I'm same with daytime i like cranking my scope all the way up i'm one of those guys some guys don't some guys only yep. turn it a little bit um, I'm a, I'm a zoom guy. I max my scope, even on a coyote at a hundred yards in, in daytime, I got that thing maxed right out. And I do that with the thermal a lot and you get that picture in picture. And if they're within 150 yards on 16 power in that square, you're full, you're full white. I mean, it's, it's damn near all white from heat. So it's like, you know, you're looking yep. at your bottom one, the far out picture, then you're looking at the zoomed one and I don't have a very good tripod. That's one thing I need to get. And I haven't got it because I don't even own the thermal equipment. So I haven't broke down and got like, a, you know, yep. one of them. I'm having a mind blank right now. All of them. Uh, what's the yeah, like fat boy uh, or two? Yeah, the fat boy. That's what a guy would need from what I hear. I talked to um, Rick Hadley with RVP there. He said, I mean, that obviously yep. he's sponsored by him or whatever, but he swears by him. Like that's, that's the one you need. And I got a, I got a loophole. So when this guy gave me all this equipment, I used my, uh, um, I got that cheap sucker there. What, what do you, you, everybody has, uh, they clamp onto your gun there. I'm having a brain fart right oh, now. The, uh, the cheap ones everybody's using. Yeah. The bog pot. I was having a mind fart there. Yeah. So the bog pot, I used that the first night I, the guy says, how are you doing on the thermal? Yeah, I'm doing good. I said, but it's kind of, tricky in that in that bog pod you know it's cranked over and it ain't kind of centered and it's towards you know canned and you can't get it level and it's just kind of a pain well i'll go get a i'll go get what do i need what do you want and he starts going on i said i don't know you you can get whatever you want so he went up and he dropped like 600 bucks on a loophole and it's a nice i mean it's a nice ish tripod it was like five six hundred bucks but it has a lot of play in it man you start getting 150 200 yards you crank the thing tight and there still seems to be a bunch of wiggle room in that sucker. So 
it's almost like shooting freehand still because you got that little bit of wiggle on your scope is just, and it makes it tough. I, I got to time it out. You know, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> just how you do, I guess, yeah. daytime though, you're circling your crosshairs and I'm up and down and left. And I'm like, which makes me jerk the trigger then because I'm trying to get it right yeah. when it's on that spot. And then instead of squeezing slow, I'm bam, I'm pulling it. And I think that's where I'm really having, you know, an issue with, with the nighttime. Yeah. So I like to get them close. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but have you, is it harder for you to get steady when you're standing up on the tripod? Way harder. Yeah. I don't know why I, I, and, and like I said, maybe it's the tripod. It, maybe it's cause I don't have a good tripod, but, uh, yeah, sitting down, I'm way, I, I feel way more steady and solid, stable when I'm sitting down in a chair. I don't, you know, yeah. I never sat down though with a the thermal. I don't even know if that's a thing. Guys don't sit down ever. Do they with thermal? Yes, this guy does. And my guys oh, really? I hunt with. Oh, you do. <laughs> yep. Oh, no shit. Okay, so there you go. And and maybe I would do better if I tried that. I just thought that was kind of, you know, depending on the situation where you're at, you probably could sit down. Some, some uh, you know, terrain don't allow you for that. You got to kind of stand up to see. But yeah, that that would probably do me better. I've never done it. So you guys carry chairs in or are you just sitting on the ground or what? I mean, we basically treat it like we're day hunting, but I will say that if I was hunting by myself, I would not sit down. Like I, it, okay. I think it would be too hard to cover everything by yourself. If you're sitting down. Well, yeah, right. Um, That's why I'm getting and I will say, shots and doubles. And I will also say, yeah. And I'll also say that I would, I think I'm going to get a tripod. Um, and I may use it sitting down still. But I also would like to have the option in certain setups when you walk in and you get where you need to be and you're like, dang, there's just a little rise right here that I need to be able to see. Right. Um, for example, what happened to me this morning? I couldn't see over that knob. Um, after I shot that first one, I stood up and I looked and I could see them as I was standing up. I of course then I dropped back down to my get back on my sticks and I was just just, you know a foot too low or, or so to be able to see them, you know, if yeah. I was standing up, guessing I probably would have been able to shoot them a lot sooner. Um, granted it still worked yeah. out, but you know, I think the only thing I think too is if I didn't have the wind right in that situation, I think I probably am screwed, but beings I had, I had my setup. So the wind, you know, I could see my downwind, I'm giving up what I'm giving up is going to be upwind to me. And those coyotes came, you know, at the end of the day, they came to circle the call and it worked out fine. But, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that I am going to get a tripod just so I have the flexibility to do both. And I, you know, I just think it can only help. And I have noticed I, so I use the swagger QD, and it's just not as steady as the regular swagger is. No, so, it's not. No, not even close. No. So I, I have noticed that, um, you know, it's great when one comes in and all of a sudden you got to make a fast adjustment and shoot it, you know, but I have had less, less of those occurrences than when I have, I need to make a shot at 250 yards and I'm not steady and I miss. Right. 
Yeah, I can imagine you shooting off sticks or swag or whatever out, you know, at two fifty with a thermal. I don't think I could do it. I that's crazy. That's that's good. If you're shooting them out at to two hundred and you're you're just on on a bipod, man, with a thermal, that's that's pretty impressive because I mean, even though I'm using that kind of not a shitty, but it's got a little bit of play in it. Um, it definitely I think is better than I guess sitting well, you're sitting down too, I guess. So I mean you're probably getting fairly safe, but I could never I go by myself a lot. I don't think I could sit down because you get a double coming in and they you're they're shooting left, shooting yeah. right. But well, I guess oh. I guess yeah, I, I keep forgetting I do it you got a bipod, so a you can swing. Pot. Right, right. Uh because if you got a tripod, you're never gonna be able to and you're sitting down to be able to, you know, get all the way swung left or behind you or right. You gotta pick that whole thing up yeah. and that's gonna be a fiasco. But well then that and just trying to scan everything. Right. Cause you don't have a scanner or do you? No, I, I do, but I'm, I just mean if I was, if I was by myself and I sitting was down, trying to yeah. scan everything sitting down, I think it would be hard. Yeah. That's a pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. Sure. I just, I just don't hunt by myself. So, you know, I'm, I might be with, I'm at least with one other person, if not two, usually. So like, yeah, everyone you know has area and you you cover it. It's just like day hunting, basically. Right. You just have a scanner. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. It's there's a lot of shit you know guys do don't do, and man, it's a whole it's a whole new you know. All in all, you're calling coyotes, and like I said, I use the same same call sequence, same everything, but you can get away with a lot more at night, man. I. Like I said, yeah. friend, as long as it ain't a full moon, you can stand anywhere, man. I, I've even when there was like a partial moon and it was somewhat bright, I'd have coyotes come to a hundred yards, and you know it's too late by the time they see something's kind of goofy or whatever. They're like, "Oh shit," you know, and then you got them killed. And um, another thing I really noticed was kind of learned in the thermals, and I did this in daytime too. I've been doing it a little bit, but man, when you hear a vocal coyote and if you got permission on that ground or it's a big enough piece of property there on the other side, if you get them suckers to light up and they don't show up within five, 10 minutes, go to them. And if you can't get all the way to them, just cut the distance in half. Um, and it's freaking crazy what it can do, man, to bring coyotes into your lap. I, that quad I killed with the thermal, um, I had them light up twice in my original stand. They lit up to my first howl and they lit up about 15 minutes in towards the end when I was playing pup distress and they were in the exact same spot. So I figured, okay, they're chilling out. They're content. They're hanging out somewhere they like. They're not coming closer. I'm going to go to them. And I got about 400 yards closer. They're probably about half mile away, eight, 900 yards. I cut the distance to about four. I turned the, all I did is a rabbit and here they come. I mean, Mach five, dude, right into my lap. And I've done that multiple times with the thermal. It's it's crazy. A lot of guys just sit there and they just keep playing shit, playing shit, playing shit, hoping they're coming, hoping they're coming. Pick your shit up and move. I mean, I actually I did it twice that night. I I shot a single right before that. Same scenario. Bam, they lit up way up over the hill. I grabbed my shit. I started hiking down a big valley up the next over to the top. Turn the call on. Here they come. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. No, I totally agree with you. Uh, I would prefer to do that too in any situations that I can. Uh, and especially right, right now when there's no snow, it's, I mean, it's definitely a lot easier to oh, do. You don't, and yeah, lot, they can't see it. They don't make get, noise. 
yeah, and a lot easier to get quietly back into places and 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 the walk doesn't suck as bad usually because you're not not walking right, through two right, feet. right. Oh, for sure. And daytime, I I've moved on coyotes many times in the daytime and had success. The only problem is with daytime, you really got to use the uh, terrain to your advantage and and everything because you know they're gonna obviously they can see it. It's, it's fucking bright out, but right. uh, nighttime you got the cover of darkness, man. You just start hoofing it their direction and. It's pretty damn, pretty damn crazy what you can get away with in the night, man. Them things are, I keep telling all these guys, they're dumber in a box of rocks, man. They, they really are. And I, and I, like I said, I talk shit and I mess around and I always tell, you know, I kind of rub it into all these guys killing all these dogs around here, you know, come on, do it in the daytime. Let's see you kill some of the daytime where it's at, you know, just poking the bear a little bit, you know, and. They and then they're coming yep. back now because I'm thermal hunting a little bit, you know. It says the guy who hunts every night with the thermal, even though I do not hunt. Actually, yeah. I haven't. I'm I seen that. I went out two nights ago and killed one. Other than that, it was like probably five, six nights before that. I went out and killed a couple, three, four of them, and then I think it was a week before that I killed three, four of them. I I don't go out every night. I I kind of go out and I get my fix. I kill a couple and it's cool. I like it, but I'm like, ah, you know, it's late. You, you know, you, you're shot for work the next day. Cause I'm doing this all at night, you know, during the yep. week and got to get up early for work yep. yet. And so, but yep, oh, no, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, it's just the thing to me is like, there is nights where it feels like it's easy. Like it feels oh, like, Oh my God, no matter you just what if as long as you get to a spot and you got the wind right, all you got to do is turn the call on and something's coming in, you know. And then I've <laughs> right. had you know plenty of nights too that I'm like, man, what am I like? I couldn't call a coyote in in a pen right now, like you know. Right. So it's just it's such a I, it's such a mind game almost like. And I think yeah. the only thing that I like about the nighttime is like. You know, I, I still apply a lot of your daytime strategies. You know, if it's windy, I'm going to yeah. try to get out of the wind or, you know, into a low spot or yeah. in a valley or somewhere, you know, or if it's too windy, I'm just going to go and take my stuff and go home and, 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 yeah. call, right. and just call it a, call it a loss because right. there's nothing worse than being out there for six, seven hours and getting blasted by the wind not seeing anything not killing anything and then you yeah. tired the next day and you know just oh yeah that's it, it it's a mind it fucks with your mind a little bit it really does because you're like what am i you know what am i doing us you know this is stupid you know you start thinking why am i you know and uh i don't right. know yeah it's it's crazy man it's it's all fun but yeah it's it's crazy shit yeah, I mean it it's no doubt, you know, I think everybody I think everybody, you know, at least everybody who's coyote hunted for, you know, some period of time can agree that the hunting has changed to some extent. Um, you know, granted there's always going to be coyotes that come in, there's always going to be good spots, there's always going to be, you know, hard chargers. Yeah. There's always going to be hang-ups. I understand that part of it, but like just as a whole, like you know, I, I know that like, I just, there was just an episode released yesterday, which this is today's Wednesday. Actually it was today, Tuesday, um, that, uh, on the Missouri woods and water podcast that I was on and they did an episode the week before me with John Collins about 
literally about coyote hunting being harder and like okay it's just i think as a whole like in general it is more challenging not due to any one person or any one thing just that there is more people hunting them and right it's the same as if you threw five guys on your whitetail property and they right, hunt it all, right. you know all the time the deer are going to get yeah. educated you know it's going to hunt different than it did when nobody hunted it you know so yeah you know, I realize that there's differences and there's, you know, it's still hunting. It, there's still coyotes. There's still whatever. Yes. But my opinion, yes, it is a little bit more challenging and you have to use your thinking hat a little bit more these days. Oh, dude, hundred percent. I, I kind of got into it with a couple guys. I didn't get, I didn't get into it, but you know, I, st- I was struggling on the daytime train. I wasn't calling nothing. And I didn't even have a sighting. I don't think of a coyote in them three, four weeks. And I wasn't hunting near as hard as I have in the past. I got obviously a year, a little over a year old daughter. Now we had last October and don't get me wrong. I get a lot of hunting in the girlfriend would, uh, would definitely vouch for that. But I, it's cup as a whole, what I used to do compared to now, it's definitely cut back. I got to kind of pick and choose when I go. And that's another reason why I've went out with thermal now and started to do it. I talk shit about it, this and that, but that's, that's another thing, you know, the night she has a goofy shift. She works till eight 30 at night when she works during the week. So I come home, take over for yeah. grandma. I got the kiddo. She gets home at eight 30. Obviously I can't do a daytime hunt in the evening. So she gets home Well, if I'm in the mood to go kill coyotes, there's my opportunity. I got a thermal and I go out, you know, but, um, yep. So that, that's one of the reasons I've been at it too. And I think that's a lot of the reasons a lot of guys say that that's why they hunt thermal. Cause that's the only chance they can get out is in the middle of the night when the family's sleeping, you know, and there ain't shit to do, which I totally understand. Cause I I've, I've seen a little bit of that and I'm, I'm doing that myself, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's something else, but I, I kind of got into it with a couple guys here, not really into it, but I went and hunted a property that I had had pinned on my Onyx for three years now, probably four years. And I had only hunted at one time and it's been sitting there for three years. And I called the guy up. I thought I've been struggling. It's been three weeks. I'm like, I got to get a little bit further from home, get to a honey hole, go south. I always go south. I feel like going south, that's where my better coyote hunting is. From where I live, if I go south, that seems to be a little bit better than around my house. So uh, about a 35-minute drive, I call the guy up. Has anybody been coyote hunting? Nope, nope. I haven't seen anybody around. Well, does anybody have permission? Well, there's one guy, There's one guy, but I haven't seen him around. I was just back there today in the hayfield, and there wasn't no tracks, nothing. Nobody's, I don't believe anyone's been around. Okay, well, I'm, I'm coming down tonight. I'm going to do a set. All right, good luck. I've been hearing him every night. So I'm pumped up. You know, I need to break this streak. I need to get down. I'm fired up, ready to go. He's been hearing him get down there beautiful setup oh my god beautiful weather rip off a howl and i got a coyote just scream at me right to my left about he's like within shooting distance already but he's in the thicket and i'm like here we go baby this is a wrap when i get him to haul back 95 percent of the time in my experience they're coming and Nothing, nothing. I, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go right into a pup distress after that aggressive howl. I, I think I'm just going to get them coming. So I go through pup distress and I go through 40 minutes right till dark, damn near nothing. And I leave and I'm like, what the fuck? And I took a Snapchat of a possum uh, that kind of come walking by my chair. I put it on my story and all of a sudden I get a notification. Some guy wrote me, hey, are you you by the chicken barns 
yeah, I am. How'd you know? Well, I could, I could see in the background. It kind of looked like spot I've been hunting. I go, oh, you hunt there? Yeah, yeah, I, I hunt there. I killed some coyotes there last week and thermal hunting. Okay, that's that's lovely. You know, no big deal. I mean, whatever. I ain't mad at him. It's just like, you know, I wish the landowner and. I guess he did tell me someone had permission, but according to him, nobody would really been in there. So I guess there could have been a chance, which obviously there was. Well, not only that, then the guy who says he killed a couple of coyotes, well, so-and-so also has been hunting it. And he, he was there two weekends ago and killed coyotes. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me, man. I drove 35 minutes for one stand and there's two guys that I know personally that are hunting the same piece of property. And what I'm getting at in all this, it ain't a big deal and you can't control landowners. And I'm thankful for everybody and all the farmers and people that let me hunt, but I wish they would kind of, instead of telling everybody and their brother, Hey, yep, go kill the coyotes, go kill the coyotes and having five guys coming throughout the winter. If they just know that one guy who knows what he's doing is probably going to kill more coyotes than a bunch of people going in, you know what I'm saying? And then it's going to, you know, yep. prevent running into each other and hunting the night after another guy just hunted and this and that. And I, I kind of, you know, I told them guys, I'm like, that's, this is just stupid. I said, what the hell? And oh, well, I, you know, I, I don't, I think it's fine and we can all kill coyotes there. And I congratulate the other guy and this. And I'm like, that's all fine and dandy. I, that's cool with me and whatever, but I'm not for it. That spot's coming off my list. I deleted the pin and I will yep. never, you know, I just, that's just how I, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's crazy, man. I, I don't want no part of hunting any ground that anybody else coyote hunts on. That might sound, I don't know if that sounds like me being greedy or an asshole or what, but that's just, I don't want to hunt ground other people are hunting. It just, to me, it don't make sense and it ain't worth it. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm going to chime in on this too. I personally, uh, I mean, there's some properties that I hunt that get hunted. Um, but like, if I know of someone that's hunting it or know, especially of someone thermal hunting it, I won't hunt it. So, right. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure people, you know, if they go to a spot and hear that I got permission and they get permission, they're probably thinking, perfect. Now he won't come here anymore. Well, right. you're probably right. You're probably right. I probably won't. Um, just cause, you know, as you, you know, as you mentioned the family thing and the time and the, you know, to me, it's not worth my time away from home to go call a spot that someone else just called an hour before. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's you know, what just irked me. Drove me nuts. So like, it's not even that I get, I'm not mad. I don't get mad about it. I don't, you know, like I don't tell anybody my feelings on it. I just simply won't go there. I'll never say anything. I'll never, you know, right. I'll have a landowners. I had like, I had a landowner say to me the other day, Hey, you've been out here lately. You've been hunting. You've been, you know, I've been hearing coyotes lately. And I'm like, no, I, I haven't been out there because so-and-so has been hunting there. Right. And they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, they've been here a few times. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. You know, they, they can hunt there. I'm, but I'm not, I won't be out until right. you tell me they haven't been there. <laughs> Yeah, and and it ain't their fault because they don't know. Most guys don't know. You know, most of these farmers and guys they don't know, they don't know the ins and outs and the shit about. You know, they don't know how it works. They think uh, more guys coming on my land, killing them. That's the better, and they're all gonna kill them all. Well, that ain't how it is. That's more intrusion in and out, more calls ringing, more educated coyotes, more everything, and it just don't. I it'd be nice. That's why 
every time I call a guy for new permission, my first question is maybe not my first after I ask, then, you know, does anybody hunt that? Does anybody else call that? And if they say, yeah, my, my hopes go right down the shitter. And I'm like, you know, usually I won't even call it. I uh, scratch it right off the list. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy. And then I, there's a, you know, there's a posse of guys around this area. There's five, six thermal guys and they all know each other and they hunt together a little bit here and there and this and that. And they're all over now. I had a couple guys move kind of close to my area they live within five ten minutes of me and they're just they just got thermos within the last year and they're pounding shit they're hunting all the shit that i've had permission for five years literally all of it yep. the one kid wrote me yep. yes like two days ago and was like i got permission on and he named like 10 farms and out of the 10 eight of them i could hunt i was like you gotta be shitting me and you know, and then right. I go kill a coyote daytime coyote on my youtube the other day two days ago that double i put up um instantly get a message from the same kid is that on so-and-so's farm and it was and it was on something that i know is just that i can just hunt i know for a fact it's only i said no it's not oh that that looks just like so-and-so's farm are you sure about that that looks just like it's like dude no it ain't fucking on that farm and if it was i won't tell you and you know what i mean some of these guys literally want to know if you're hunting it these guys who are just getting into it not whatever they want to hunt where you're hunting like they think that if you're killing a coyote there they're gonna go you know what i mean right it's crazy yeah it's absolutely crazy i just don't i get that too sometimes like uh hey you've been to this place lately or i've been hearing them over here lately have you been hunting there and i always just say no like yeah, I might. Just, yeah. yeah, I might have been there. I might have been there two days ago. Or just, I, might have, yeah. I might never have been there. I just always say no, just because yeah. you know. I think if I say yes, it's they're still going to hunt it regardless, or it's going right. to make them want to hunt it more. So I just always right. say no. And I think that's probably the best approach to it. To be honest, I I'm one of these guys that I. I speak my mind. I've been known for that my whole life. I, I speak my mind. I speak my thoughts. I've always been that way. I probably shunt a lot of times. I should just shut my mouth because it makes it worse. A lot of times on Facebook, I get in little arguments and rants with people. It usually don't go too bad. You know, it ain't don't get crazy, but just little shit, you know, and I think your, your approach, I, I know better, you know, that that's the best way to go about it is just not even get involved in it and just nope, nope, nope. And just stay out of it. And I think that's probably what I'm just going to do from now on, because like you said, it just gets out of hand, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll drive, I will drive an hour to hunt places that I know nobody hunts rather than go in my backyard where I know that Dude, someone calls, too. you know, once, once and- a week. The worst time, the worst thing about it, I do the same thing. The worst thing for me is I'm doing it daytime, you know, so when I'm driving an hour, it's usually for one stand before dark. So that's, a, you know, usually I in an hour, but 40 minutes, I, I drive 35, 40 minutes a lot for just an evening set. And yep. like the yep. other night, that's what happened. You know, I, I wanted to drive that far to get out of this area, get out of, get away from everybody who was pounding the shit out of everything. And then I go find that on. It's like, man, I just drove all that way and wasted that time. It would have, it, it would have yeah. been at least just no, nice to know, you know? Yeah, no, I get, and, and that's happening. It's happening more and more. Um, you know, I've had, I've had things, I've had it happen to as much as someone called a spot, like, you know, within like hour, hour before I got there, 
Really? I've seen people across the road hunting. I've heard other calls. The other night I heard like two or three gunshots, other gunshots, you know, and they were just, you know, single shots. You know, here and there. You, I mean, you just knew it was somebody that was coyote hunting. Well, and that, that night that I went down where I found out these other guys hunted that property, uh, I heard that was the first time ever in all my coyote hunting the last five years. I had a guy on the neighboring property way up on the bluff just ringing. It was hilarious. All of a sudden, it was kind of funny looking back. And all of a sudden, I hear a coyote howl, and I'm like, oh, shit, there's you know coyotes over there. And I get listening to it, and the, kind of the tone and the you know the the gap and everything, I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's fucking Blondie. That's Blondie over there. Fucking, you know, on the lucky duck, it was <laughs> Blondie long haul. And I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. And here you go. Two minutes later, I'm here in a uh, schoolyard brawl, just a crank. And I'm like, Oh my God, here we are playing calls like 500 yards from another. Oh man. Yep. Yep. No, so, it's, it's definitely happening. Um, you know, and I'm never, I'm going to be the first person to encourage everybody to hunt and, and, you know, whatever. Which to come back to your point about, you know, traveling and, and, you know, especially that is one thing that I do like about, especially like about thermal is I can drive, you know, an hour and a half to go to a spot and then I can just make, you know, stands, you know, maybe it's 20 minutes apart or you, maybe I drive, you know, an hour and then I got, you know, a spot 20 minutes and then, you know, right. 10 minutes and I can you know, make stands on my way home and kind yeah. of make it worth the trip instead of, yeah. you know, cause that part does, that part stinks to, especially when you get skunked, it makes that oh, drive man. home after, you know, yeah. you go make a dusk set and drive home after you, you got, you know, skunked and you know, it, it's right. frustrating for sure. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, like you said, you're all for everyone. And I am too. I think some of these guys think that I'm like, I don't know. I feel, I get the vibe. Some of these guys think that I'm like jealous or, you know, jealous, or I don't want these guys hunting anywhere near where I'm hunting. And these guys shouldn't be coyote hunting. I coyote hunted here first and what the hell everyone's just doing. Then that ain't it. It's, it's, I understand why everybody's doing it. I freaking got hooked on it. It's awesome. Why won't anybody, you know, everybody should want to do this. It's freaking great. But I just wish one landowners would do kind of what I was saying and just not let everybody and their brother hunt, which you're never going to control that. It's never going to be able to be done. Or, or two, when somebody knows, you know, you got all these guys, we all know each other and we're all from a town over and everybody, you know, kind of knows each other somewhat and have talked and whatever at least if you know somebody's hunting it or somebody is calling it, have the courtesy to, you know, he hunts it. I'm not going to go in there because that that's yeah. what I do. If I know somebody's hunting it, I, there's two reasons I don't go in there. One, I don't want to go in there because it's being called and the, and it's probably not going to be very good. And two, there's another guy in there. I don't want to go step on his toes and, and hunt, hunt somewhere he is. You know what I mean? And I, if everybody had yep. that mentality, Sure, you might not have quite as many stands to make in the property, but everything's going to be better. The hunting is going to be better. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. And a lot of these For guys sure. around here, they're just out to try to, you know, piss the other guy off. Like they think I'm all yeah. mad because they're hunting in my main area, like where I live. I got a bunch of spots right around the house within 10 minutes of the house. Well, a, a kid moved over. He lives not far from me, about two miles away. The crow flies him and all his buddies go hunting all thermal. 
and they they kind of knew that they're hunt land and now every post every coyote they kill you know they they kind of jab at me just how i do on them on thermal on the facebook they'll jab at me oh fall creek coyotes you know killing fall creek coyotes or fall creek coyotes are really hot tonight it's like dude you're so full you know they're just kind of jabbing i'm like oh my goodness (laughs) you know yeah yeah it's yeah. funny. It's just yeah. how it is. No. That's how the hunting world has become now, though. Even deer hunting. I mean, everything. It's all a contest, and a you know everybody wants to be better than the next guy, and it's really you know it's really changed. Where I, I really ain't like as long as I personally am having fun and I'm killing coyotes. I don't give a shit what anybody else is doing. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's part of uh, that's part of why um, I stopped posting like numbers that I've been killing. Like, oh, dude! I know. I wish like, I. Oh my gosh! I feel like I, it's a rat race, and I yeah. just don't like. I don't, I don't want it to be about the numbers, and I don't want it to be about. Right. You know, if people ask me in person, I'll tell them. You'll tell them, right? But, you keep your own yeah, tally, not, and yeah, yeah. But I'm just not going to post it all over, and you know, a I don't want to make some new guy feel bad about yeah. not yeah. killing me, and b I don't want to give other people you know all your info and all your shit right yeah so i'm just like yeah like i i just you know i just really don't i just don't want it to be about the numbers and this point you're you're i'm you're spot on on that man i you are 100 percent right on that i it's funny it's funny that you mentioned this because i was just thinking this to myself yesterday and i already i'm going now i've been keeping a tally this year i'm already doing it I, I already told myself I'm after this year, I'm, I should, I should just quit now. I don't even know why I say this year. I should just quit, but I'm, I, well, first of all, it's pointless. I, you know, I got thinking about this day. I post every damn coyote I kill on Facebook and just, I'm, I, I know it. I'm sure there's three quarters of my newsfeed is probably like, Jesus Christ, this Christian, does he ever just shut up about his coyote? You know, I know that people are probably saying that, but I started doing it because I just, I think it's cool to have a picture of you and your buddy, or maybe just you. I mean, I'm going to have all that shit to look back on one day, but I got enough of it out there. Now the last four years I've kept account posted almost every coyote I've killed. I don't need to do it anymore. Like you said, keep a tally in your head. If you want to keep it in your head or mark it down somewhere. So you got it in case somebody wanted to know, or just if you want to know, but it is, I firmly believe all my posting, this might sound whatever, but in my area, all the, all the coyote hunters that there are now calling coyotes thermal and callers, I seriously, I am wholeheartedly believe that I am like 95% of the reason why all these guys are out coyote hunting that hard. All my videos I put out, all them coyotes holding up in the daytime, because every single one of them guys that are hunting at some point have reached out before they started and were, you know, messaging me and how are you doing it? What call should I get? Where should I go? How should I call? You know, like you said, you help them all this and that. And the next thing you know, everybody's doing it, which is fine. You give them tips to do it. But I really believe that that's a lot of the reason why there's a lot of guys, you know, just pounding in the exact same area because yeah, what, no, other, I, what other reason I, would there be, you know? Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm in the exact same boat cause you did video stuff, but like I had, you know, I did the same thing, posted pictures and which I still do, yeah. but like posted all my numbers and, you know, I just killed number 60 or whatever, you know, yeah. you know, a few years back. 
And, you know, then you have all these people message you and whatever, and which actually is part of the reason why I started this. Like, cause I had so many people messaging me, you know, yeah. asking the same things over and over and over. Yeah. And I, I know all about it. Sure. That, that this podcast. And when I started this, it, I have gotten so many less of those questions. And like, that's good. Get, that's awesome. I get a lot of questions, but like, I don't get the like, Hey man, what sound is working for you? Right <laughs> I know. Now? I just you know? got that today, dude, from somebody. And it was the first one in a long time. Cause I used to get them all the time. And I, I might be an asshole, but I literally, it was a guy that wasn't my friend. So he can't even see if you read it unless you actually respond or whatever. So I just, man, them ones I got so sick and was just, just open it up and close it, man. It's like, come on, if you can't figure it out with all the YouTube videos and yeah. podcasts out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yep. No, totally, totally agree. There's so many resources out there and so many people that are so good at it. And you don't even have to like, you know, follow somebody by the Bible. Like you can just take bits and pieces from everything that you learn and you never know, right. you know, when you might all of a sudden hear something or see something on a stand and be like, Ooh, I, I, I watched a video about this or I saw so-and-so do this and it worked for them. I'm going to try that. You know, yeah. just so many different things you can do nowadays uh, too. Honestly, the honestly, the question that I get now all the time is what thermal should I get? You yeah. Know, for this. That's a little bit of a better know. question. Like, yeah, whatever. And then you just kind of tell them what you think or whatever. Kind of going off track here. I was just going to bring up that, that Wyatt Barber, which I don't know him very well. I got him on <laughs> Facebook. I don't even remember where he's from, but. I get a kick out of that. I see he's doing some of the daytime shit now and he's just loving it. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Like you don't see that too many guys that are in thermal big and then they switch to daytime and they're like, man, you know, I'm sure he's doing it night still, but he's loving that daytime and you can tell he's just loving it in them videos. And that's kick ass. Yeah. He, uh, I, he came over and hunted with me, um, back in December and, uh, uh -huh. I talked to him pretty regular and, uh, he did. Yeah. He, he, he's kind of the same, like, uh, I think he feels the same way as I do, at least from in talking with him about it. Like he just, you know, the, the feeling that you get when you shoot one in the daylight and with a right. day gun is just a different feeling. Like, Oh, for sure. And, and I can't explain that to somebody or, or say, you know, what it is besides when you're in that moment and you, and you, feel how shook up you are you know to shoot one in the daylight it's a completely different rush than it is at yeah night. it's still oh, for sure both are exciting both are fun yeah yep. yep. but it's just different and it i is. can't you know i'm shaking like i just shot a 200 inch deer you know when i right. shoot one in the daylight right over you know, a dumb coyote right yeah and at night it's almost like an expectation that they're supposed to come in exactly you know, that's exactly that, what it is yeah it's exactly it's that what it is and that, it, that pursuit. yeah yeah for sure so are you question are you i mean do you get i know on your kansas trip you guys do a little bit but are you pretty much strictly night at home now pretty much it's pounded so much and you're doing enough night you're you're not really doing any daytime stuff at at home now to be honest, if we had snow, I would still do do daytime hunting, but just yep. without snow, like you yeah. lose like 15 minutes of light. And like, right. I personally 
really struggle to call them in outside of that last. Oh, you know, dude, yeah, for sure. Bit of light. So it's like, um, again, okay, so now we got to, again, weigh out, you know, okay, what are we going to do? Am I going to go in there? And, or sometimes I'll take my thermal scanner just so I can get, you know, an an idea or if I can see them coming and then I can hope I can eventually find them with my regular scope. Right, right, right. No, that's but, a good idea. I've been doing the same. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard because I'm like, I don't want to, I, I just am to the point where I don't want to risk. I don't want to, I would rather shoot one with a thermal than I would go call a spot, call one in and not be able to shoot it because it's too dark. Right, right, right. So it's hard to be because I've tried, I've tried to make a few stands with, without snow here and in the light. And just every time I'm like, God, I just, well, you know, I just screwed myself because I just came to this good spot and now I can't see and it's prime time and they're howling and they're here. And you know, yeah. why did I do this? Yeah. They're the thing is, is they come and I don't, I don't think this is maybe it's regular all over the country, but it's, it sure seems like them coyotes in Wisconsin here. They like to come right at that last light, man. And when you got that snow on the ground, you can see them in the snow, but yeah, when yeah. there ain't snow, you, you ain't seeing shit. Right. Exactly. That's, and that's the thing for me, but, um, I, th- I think probably right now, like I saw one, the, I saw one this morning in the, in the light, uh, from my house, but I, I really haven't, you know, I haven't even been seeing them really. Uh, so it's been, you know, obviously you can't see them as good without snow either. So, right. Right. Um, yeah, the no snow is definitely challenging for me personally, just cause I think that, it is that majority of the time, you know, I would say nine out of 10 that I call in, in the, you know, in the dusk situations are in that last, last you know, few minutes. 15 that you normally are not going to see without snow. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, yeah, I had that happen here like three weeks ago when I was in my dry spell, I called a secluded field on a big valley and, they lit up way over the ridge and I'm like, God, do I have time to get over there? I was already 20 minutes in and it was pretty dark. I'm like, ah, I haven't killed one. I got to try it. I grab my shit run and get my call. Literally climb the steepest freaking hillside, man. I, I had, my lungs were burning so bad. I thought I was going to keel over and I got down there and I got set up and it was too dark to even run the call out. I'm like, I'm just going to set it right next to me and I'm going to pray I can see this sucker. And that sucker started booger barking at me on the edge of the woods. I know for a fact, if I would have had a thermal or it would have been snow, I would have been able to see him. He was right there. Yeah. And uh, there was just nothing I could do. I couldn't, I forgot to bring the scanner. Cause I thought the same thing. If I had the scanner, I could find him and then try to pinpoint him with the daytime scope with a little bit of light I had, <laughs> but there was no doing it. And yep. uh, I was pissed. I'm like, God damn it. Spot that I hadn't hunted all year, and then I'm like, you know what? And like four days later, I went back with the thermal, and I actually ended up killing killing a couple right in that spot. So it worked out with the thermal, but not so much with the daytime. So yep, yeah, it's definitely challenging. Um, yeah, I I often wonder uh, if mornings are better, you know, for for that for type sure. or without the snow. Right, um, for sure, hundred percent. I would I would think so. Yeah, I mean, especially now with no snow, it allows you to get back into places a little quieter. Um, yep. 
you know, which I think is often too a challenge for the morning. So uh, it's been, I've personally, I can't think of a year that we have not had any snow and had this weather in February. That's crazy. Uh, everybody's been saying that. I mean, we, we've basically been living a spring all winter long. It's freaking wild, man. <laughs> yeah. Except for we had, you know, three weeks or at least we did. We had like three weeks of like two, you know, 24 to 30 inches of snow and, you know, negative temperatures. And then now it's, you know, 50 during the day and there ain't no snow. Right. Yeah. When you guys got all that, we got like five inches up here and it was here for like two weeks or a week and a half, two weeks. And then, you know, it melted and it's been, it's been brown ever since, but I see we're supposed to get two to four inches here tomorrow night, I think. Yeah. I think I saw one to three here. So yeah, I say it was, yeah, we were in the band a little heavier. You guys were one to three, but I'm sure that ground is pretty warm. Now I would, I would think it's going to just melt right off, especially if we get any warm weather, but it's hard saying. Right. You uh are you gonna go on any trips or any any coyote hunts anytime in the Man, next year? I next year probably for sure. This year I've been trying to get buddies rounded up to go on a hunt, man, all year long. And we just I planned it with a couple different guys and it's fell through every time. I've where were we gonna go? I think we were gonna go to South Dakota. I've been kind of high on. I've been wanting to go try yep. and I had it lined up with Gosh, who did I, I don't even remember who the hell I had it lined up with that first time and ended up backing out on me. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. So yeah, I had, I had a guy back out on me on the first time and then, uh, lined up another one. It never got fully lined up. It was just to the point, Hey, you want to go? Let's go. Yeah, I can go what weekend works. And then, okay. And then, you know, a week or week and a half before, Oh no, I got this going on. We have a Christmas or something. So then three, I've had it three times happen now where we canceled and actually up until like three days ago i had a guy talked into we were gonna go to south dakota we were torn between south dakota and kansas he wanted to go to south dakota i told him i want to go to kansas because it was only going to be a two-dayer trip he only had two days so like leave on a third or leave on a thursday night come home sunday so we would have got there friday hunted friday saturday and came home sunday and i told him i said we neither one of us have been south dakota we gotta learn it figure it out never been there don't know really how it's gonna go i said i've been to kansas 10 years deer hunting and and done a lot of coyote hunting there now i said i got my spots picked out i got the spots that are prime there's easily two full days of hunting there of good spots that i've killed coyotes and i said let's go there oh he says wisconsin coyote or kansas is just like wisconsin i said you're high out of your gourd man (laughs) (laughs) so he didn't he didn't really want to go to kansas but It's way better. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's way different, way better. Uh, and the other thing is too, is that I would at least if it was me in that situation, you're talking a twelve hour drive to South Dakota versus to an eight and a half. Uh, seven, for me. Yeah, seven hour drive to to Yep, and oh, that's exactly yeah, what I told I suppose, them. That, yeah, that makes sense. Not that's to mention yeah, a little shorter so, drive. Right shorter drive i already know the area i know coyotes have been killed there we've killed them there year after year shorter drive not to mention bobcat tag if you want to kill a cat there as well 100 bucks and it's open to the end of february so there was like three four things that were major things that i thought we should have went there but he was he was wanted to do the south dakota and i was game with that too but then 
we kind of just went back and forth and then ah let's just wait till next year so um kind of a funny story though have you ever been to south dakota colin nope i have not so i've been itching to go there and um it seems like the western part of the state has a lot of the public or walk-in a lot more ground for public access but uh I was surfing the Onyx and I seen there's a lot of uh, um, Indian reservations out there that have a pile of land. I mean, so tons of it. So I was looking into how you can, if we could hunt that and you can, but you need to go through a guide. You have to, that's the only way you can hunt res land is if you go through a guide. So of course I'm like, Oh, maybe it'll be like a hundred dollar fee. And they'll say here, go and you can hunt. And I looked into it and Holy shit, man, they, they want to charge 300 bucks a day out there per person. To, to for a guiding fee oh. they show you around and then you go hunt yourself and i said no way dude i ain't paying that much to go call coyotes yeah yeah no i wouldn't do that either i mean it would be fun but you know right. it'd be fun to do on someone else's time right right so yeah so that yeah, kind of no. turned me away from there because i didn't know yeah kansas is hard to beat oh for sure hundred percent. And a lot of people are realizing that and I think going, but I still think, I don't know, it still takes, I don't think your weekend warrior guys are going and doing those trips. You know what I mean? No, definitely but, not. And if they are, they're probably not having a whole lot of success and they're right. probably not doing it again. Right. Cause I right. mean, I, I've been there five or six times and the first time we went we killed one yeah the second time we went killed you know i don't remember maybe three or four like i mean most probably aren't going back for that right but um, year after year you've killed more and more i bet though oh yeah we killed yeah we killed 29 this year that's crazy man that's awesome but but you just you know you learn and you you know, progress and, and half of the, half the fun is figuring it out. And, uh, to me, you know, what's funny is people will be like, why do you go back there? Or why would you go back there? You guys killed one coyote there after the first year. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, but we saw 45 coyotes right? and they howled in the daytime and they, you know, this and that, and like just all different stuff that we don't get to experience here. So to us, it was just the coolest thing ever. Right, right. Yeah, that to me, I like, and that's why I like daytime. People are like, well, you know, I, they kind of roll their eyes when I tell them I like a challenge. Well, I do. I personally love when you grind and grind and grind. Like for me, for instance, this four week dry spell. I mean, that's terrible. I, I was ready to hang it up and be like, I'm done for the winter, but I kept going and I kept going. And every, every stand in that four weeks, every single time I went hunting, I thought this is going to be the stand. This is going to be the stand. I'm going to get a coyote. I'm going to break the streak. I'm going to break the streak. I just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, and then when we, you know, got three, four weeks, it was like, oh my God, this is just crazy. So I started, you know, blaming it, man, there's just thermal hunters everywhere and the weather and this and that. And then when you finally get that coyote, like I did Saturday morning, it's like, oh my gosh, finally. And it felt so good to, you know, and not only just get one, of course, I'm, I self-film almost everything a lot. Sometimes I got someone with, but nine times out of 10, I'm self-filming it. And that makes, and maybe that's why, you know, 
I think a lot of my joy is doing that too, is I really get off on doing the self-filming sure. and successfully killing one, you know, having to get on that camera and zoom in and then get off and get on the gun real fast. Your heart is just pounding, you know, trying to hurry up before that sucker gets away. And, you know, and then, like I said, you break the streak and it always seems that way when you, you flip it and you get that one, then it turns the tables. I don't know what it is. And then you start killing them and now you're starting to get in a roll and go and go. And it's, it's wild, man. I, I love it, man. It's, it's awesome. Yep. For but. sure. And that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely some of the best, the best part of it to me too, is just the grind and, and digging in right. when it's hard and coming out on yep. top and, you know, knowing that you didn't quit and you figured it out is pretty, right. pretty good feeling. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. That's, I think that's what keeps me giving her so hard i i keep telling myself every year when am i gonna get sick of it or just kind of you know maybe not get sick of it but just kind of slow down and instead of going three four nights a week you know whittle down to a night a week and maybe fall out of this but i don't know that it'll ever happen man i'm <laughs> i'm hooked <laughs> i don't i don't think so i don't i you're you're worried like i am i don't think it's gonna happen right right i don't think so either for uh, sure I got one, uh, one more question for you. Uh, you got a new rifle and it seems to be, you've been loving it. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I, I didn't even know, I'm not even really a big Ruger guy. I've owned one used one, uh, bought a 22, 250. I shot for a couple of years from a buddy and, uh, loved the caliber of course. And then I ended up selling that and going with a Browning, whatever, long story short. So I seen these you know, ad popped up on Facebook, brand new Ruger Gen 2, you know, uh, Ruger American. And I'm like, well, you know, I see a lot of Ruger Americans and Fox Pro guys shoot them and they seem to drill a lot of coyotes. And so I got looking, I'm like, damn, that's a nice looking gun. I just, I really liked the, the <laughs> color of the stock. I liked the way the barrel was fluted and stainless and, you yep. know, just a kind of a sharp looking gun. It really caught my eye and I just, man, that's a nice looking gun. And then I kind of started looking for them online. They just were dropping. Not many stores had them. And one night I'm like, dude, I'm going to call Shields and just see if they got any. I'm like, hey, you guys got any called gun department? Yeah, you got any new of them Gen 2 Ruger American? Yeah, I think we put one, the first one out on the shelf today, actually. Let me go see. I said, well, what caliber you got? And I wanted a 243. I don't know why. I got a 6.5, 22, 2.50. I thought the next best caliber other than, you know, something crazy like a six millimeter or something that whatever i'm like a 243 would be perfect he come back he said a 243 i said you gotta be shit man so that's what i'm looking for i said put it on the behind the desk i'm gonna come buy it and uh i went up and i got it i put a, a loophole vx5 hd on her and got her all ready and yeah man it there's no doubt it's a cheaper made gun man i mean i think everybody can agree ruger ain't the top of the line you know they're they're not the cheapest of the cheap, but they're getting down there. It was like 540 bucks or something bear gun and the stock and the barrel, you know, you, it's flimsy. You can feel it. It's a little flimsy. And I thought when I got it in hand and I'm like, yeah, this is a little bit whatever, but man, she shoots. That's all that I care. I brought it out in the yard and I started shooting and it's like, damn, this thing shoots good for this cheap of a gun. And I was driving them in there and now, yeah, up to tonight, I'm six for six on the gun or all six coyotes I've called in with it. It's put down. We haven't had a miss or a, or one get away from us yet. And five of them have been just, you know, just fold them. Nothing tonight. 
buddy made kind of a marginal shot, hit it real high and it did some flopping and tried to get away from us, but he followed her up. But it's a good gun, man. If you're just getting into coyote hunting or you want something new, but you you don't want to break the bank, it, you can't go wrong with it. As far as a good shooting gun, that's all I got to say. It's, it's a good shooter. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what are you shooting for a bullet in that? I'm shooting a 90 grain ELDX right now. Um, and I like, you know, that's probably a little overkill for coyotes, but I, I fell in love with the ELDX with my six, five Creedmoor. That's the favorite bullet out of that gun. I've shot quite a few different ones and that one. It loved it. So I thought, you know what? I, that's what was on the shelf. The ELDXs. That's what I grabbed. It shoots money, man. Shoots, you know, right bullet hole and bullet hole at a hundred yards. It's, it's tight shooting group. But then I kind of wanted to test a little bit of a, a smaller, faster bullet. So I actually ordered some 58ers and some 75 greens. And I actually just shot them today. 75s, it didn't. It probably was me. I wasn't the best day on the range here, I guess. But um, the 58 seemed to do pretty good. I shot about an inch group at 200 yards to the 58s. That's what we brought out tonight when we shot that coyote and he killed it. But um, yeah, I, I think. You know, whatever a guy likes, you just shoot whatever you like. And if it don't work, you try the next one. But it's a good shooting gun. Like I said, for 500 and some dollars, bring home that gun, you know, put a scope on it. You can't go wrong, in my opinion. But Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely noticed you've been uh, flattening them with it. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a 243 fan now, that's for sure. I, I don't think anything will top my 22, 250. I really love that thing, but I don't know how you can not like a 243. I, I always thought they're maybe a little overkill or whatnot, but I didn't really realize that they made, you know, 75 grains and 58 grain bullets. They really dropped down for them predator rounds. And, and even that 90 grain, like I said, it, uh, it hammers them. And I have no pelt damage with it, with them 90 grains. Every one out of the five I shot um, with it so far, you know, in and out, nothing, just perfect pelts. And so I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that 243 now. I never thought it really would be, but that's a good little round for sure. Yeah, no, totally agree. It's it's actually really hard to beat 243. I think uh, I think anything yeah. you know, just a little more, a little more meat to it, and right. I mean, I don't know about you, but there is absolutely nothing worse than shooting one and hitting it, and it runs off, or you got to track it, or you got to, right. you know. <laughs> shoot at it a bunch of times yeah or shoot uh, it, it really, three times to get it to stop squirming right yeah that that that's no fun so yeah i i i've just liked seeing them just uh decleat that that you've had on your channel the last right. week tip, or so. tip right back right yeah that's the way i like it yeah. too I, especially for video and you always want that shot you know just a bam and put them right down not squirming around dancing around that always kind of sucks especially when you're yep. trying to put a good video out there or whatever but yeah like i said exactly. i i recommend this thing it's a it's a nice little gun cheaper made like i said but it's it's a good gun for sure good starter gun i would say yeah but yep no for sure uh all right well i will uh let you uh get back to bed or whatever you got planned this evening but uh i appreciate you coming on and joining me and for those of you guys who are not familiar with Christian, I'll put the links to his YouTube channel below. Uh, it's Wisconsin Coyote Colin, and you'll have to check it out. 
uh, a couple good videos just this weekend and he just killed one tonight that will be on there soon i imagine so you guys will have to check it out but uh no i really appreciate you joining me christian and uh obviously we'll keep in touch and hopefully we both keep hammering the dogs yeah for sure man appreciate you having me on good talking to you and uh i uh, thought i'd give you a little shit here i was telling my buddy earlier today you know about your podcast and everything and how you've you've had a lot of cool guys on it and you're getting pretty big and i said you know it's kind of funny i said i thought i'd be uh I'd uh, probably won't get invited back on the, on the podcast. I said, he's, he's going big. He's got the, the Al Morris's and, and the uh, O'Neill ops guys and all these big name coyote callers from around the country. I said, I'm just peased to them guys. I said, uh, you must have had to fill the schedule. I said, he called me back for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been wanting to get you back on all year and uh, just, just worked out finally. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you on and, I love watching your videos and I think uh you're a hell of a good coyote hunter. So I always am yep. we'll always have to get together to sometime, you. man. You know, I might be getting a little late in the year here now, but one of these times we'll have to get together. I'll come down that way or you come up this way and we'll do a little daylight and then maybe a little bit of you know thermal afterwards to make it worth this worth the drive. I'm I'm fine driving too, so we'll have to we'll have to link up sometime. So yeah. Yep. We're gonna have to do that for sure. We're definitely not that far away. Right right all right man sounds good well thanks for having me and we'll catch you on we'll catch you on the next one all right thanks christian we'll see you you bet later big thanks to christian for joining me for another episode of the predator podcast like i said i had him on for my very first episode and uh so christian's always going to be an extra special guest for me and he's become a, uh, a friend of mine and uh he's always good dude to talk to about coyote hunting so check the link below you'll find his youtube channel go subscribe give him some views and check his videos out i mean just just awesome awesome self-filmed and just footage of coyotes and it'll help you be a better coyote hunter i promise you that if you guys want to support me check out dark night outdoors go to the description below find my discount codes that you can save a little money on thermal optics and accessories you'll be glad you did and as always find me on instagram predator podcast underscore drew message me and follow along with my uh, adventures here this winter i'll do my best to keep it updated and i usually am pretty responsive to messages so uh shoot me a message give me a follow and keep in touch with me there we will be back next week with another episode of the predator podcast but until then shoot straight